Welcome back to the Whoa That's Good podcast. It's Sadie Rob here, and today we have a very special guest. This girl I've actually looked up to from afar for a really long time, so it's really going to be awesome to sit across the table from her and interview her. It's Brooke Lidgerwood from Hillsong Worship. She is so amazing, written so many songs that you probably all love, and they actually have a new album out called Awake, so if you haven't heard Awake by Hillsong Worship, go check it out, and let's dive right into this interview. I don't want you to miss a single word that she has to say. What's up, fam? I am so excited for today because Brooke Lidgerwood from Hillsong Worship is here with us. And I got to say, she has been a friend from afar for a long time. She didn't know this, but now we're real friends. But I've looked up to her in so many ways on social media and just the woman that she is. And so, Brooke, thank you for being here. I'm so glad to be real friends now. I know. This is exciting. This is really exciting. And I know, like I just said, I'm not kidding. Like, I've looked up to you in a lot of ways. And it's cool because we have so many of the same friends. Yes, we do. It's You would not believe how many people are like, you and Brooke are so much like, and it's really kind of funny because the reason they say that is because they're like, y'all both like do really funny, embarrassing things and yeah. then just like die laughing at yourself. I'm like, yeah. that's the greatest like connection ever. Yeah, Somebody right. who just gets the moment. We don't take ourselves too seriously. Yes, And exactly. we enjoy accidents. We enjoy accidents. We welcome them, <laughs> but they bring joy to our life. But uh, I'm excited to finally meet you. And so the question on the podcast that I ask everybody, the daunting question, what's the yes. best piece of advice you've ever been given. And so, look, I know it's daunting, but the whole point is that you give so much good advice. Like, we get to receive advice from you on Instagram through the talks that you give, through the Q&As, through singing. But, like, who gave you advice that you were like, wow, that was really good? Yeah. I was thinking about this and trying to rifle through all these decades of (laughs) memories and Mm -hmm. so much wise input that I've been blessed to have. And I think one of the single most things that has helped me, actually, Mm -hmm. pieces of advice, is something that my pastor, Bobby Houston, says all the time, which is let prayer do the heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. So if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, don't switch off because I reckon there's going to be a point in our conversation that this applies to you. But yeah, let prayer do Mm -hmm. the heavy lifting. So great. Oh my gosh. Like that's good advice for anybody like whether you're a Christian or not like she said don't click off because there's something to that so I just want to kind of dive into that a little bit deeper like for you because normally the best piece of advice that we've been given the reason why it sticks out as good advice is because it influenced our life and like Mm -hmm. really heavy moments or exciting moments or big moments and so how have you seen that advice kind of take root in your life and then help you through certain things yeah absolutely One of the things that I think everyone can relate to is that life is life can be really complex. You know, navigating the world as a human being comes with challenges that were unforeseen or maybe challenging circumstances that you were born into. And I guess the great news is God is real. And the great news is that God is real. He loves you and He wants to walk with you, that you don't have to do it alone. And so one of the ways that He's given us to connect with Him is prayer. Right. Oh my gosh, I sounded so New Zealand then. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So in my life, I guess. I've always wanted to see the God story unfold. You know, I've always wanted to, I've wanted to live in a miracle zone. Mm. And what that means is that you find yourself in situations that you actually can't handle on your own and you actually don't have it within yourself with your gifts and your talents and your strength to do it. You have to lean on God. That's a terrifying place to be. It's easy to say it, but when you're actually in that place Mm -hmm. and your only option is to lean on God, then that's where prayer comes into being. But also I think the challenge then is when things are going great and when it would be easy to coast and on the outward, no one else would know the difference, but you know 
inside that you're trying to lean on your own gifts so and your own true. talents. Like you can make it look like anything from the outside, but so you true. know yourself what's actually going on. So I think the challenge is then to in those seasons when you can do it in your own strength to continue to choose not to, to continue to press into pray and go, God, I need you. I want to help you. One of the things I love in the Bible, when I read about the life of King David, who was an amazing leader, a military commander, a poet, a songwriter, Mm. an amazing person with a heart after God, is that all through the Bible, whenever you read about David, it constantly says that he inquired of God. Mm. And he did that in situations where he actually probably and his strength and his gifts and his talents, he didn't need to. Wow. He, he knew what to do. He'd been in this yeah. situation times before, but it constantly says, David inquired of the Lord, Lord, wow. what should I do? And so that's something that I always come back to in my mm. own life. I know how to put together a song list for a worship mm-hmm. night. I don't know how to do all of these things, but well, what's going to make the difference in people's lives actually is if I stop and I inquire of the Lord. That's because so often good. if I do that, I'll suddenly go, oh, actually, no, this isn't the right thing to do. I need to switch this and switch this and switch this. Or, you know, even in parenting, like I have two little girls now, I need to constantly inquire of the Lord and He corrects me and helps me to say, oh, actually, we need to work on Dylan's confidence. Like here are some ways we can do that. Y'all, I love summertime. It is my favorite season and I'm so excited to jump back in. We are approaching the best time of the year. But no matter what your summer looks like, KiwiCo invites kids and kids at heart to enjoy their first summer adventure series. Kids can receive six hands-on science and art project kits over six weeks, no matter what their age is, with enriching activities that accompany each project. KiwiCo has something for everyone with different topics for each age from space to dinosaurs and so much more. I am so excited about the summer series. We actually are getting this little driver that I know Haven is going to love because it's a little steering wheel and she loves anything active and also a little like neighborhood fun one where they have a water paint thing, which is so good because it's not going to make a mess and Honey is so into painting right now. And painting with a three-year-old, yeah, that's just hard. So I'm excited for the no mess. KiwiCo offers kids a chance to get outside and explore screen-free with projects like the Bottle Rocket Kit from the Summer Adventure Series. They can turn the outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. Every Summer Adventure Series with KiwiCo is a personalized experience that includes real engineering, science, and art projects. And you'll be impressed with how high quality all the materials are. Everything we've gotten from KiwiCo has been absolutely amazing and such high quality. I know sometimes it can be hard to find creative, engaging ways to keep your kids away from the screens and just having fun, but KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can focus on spending fun and quality time tackling projects together. The KiwiCo Summer Adventure Series is personalized to your family and can be received all at once or weekly for six weeks, depending on your schedule. If you like it all at once, that's great, or space it out a little bit. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off your summer adventure series at kiwico.com slash Sadie Rob Summer. That's 20% off your summer adventure at kiwico, K-I-W-I-C-O dot com slash Sadie Rob Summer. Spring is a great time to start something new, right? So whether it's cleaning or a new hobby or a new audiobook, a good story is always a great way to start a new journey and Audible has all that you need. I come from a family of great storytellers, so I know Audible is the home of storytelling, which is where I want to be. Audible lets you enjoy all your favorite audio entertainment together in one app. There's always something new to discover or you can rediscover some of your old favorites. Audible has an incredible selection of audiobooks from every genre like bestseller, 
trailers, new releases, memoirs, mysteries, and thrillers, business, and more. It is the destination for mind-blowing entertainment with selections of mystery and thrillers that will keep your heart racing. And with next listen recommendations, there's always something irresistible at your fingertips. Plus, members get full access to a huge and growing selection of included audiobooks and audible originals and even podcasts like, well, that's good. So you can download them or stream them anytime, anywhere. Audible members can also pick one title each month to keep from the entire catalog, which is some serious benefits, y'all. The newly included selection of titles makes your Audible membership even more valuable and gives you the chance to discover your next favorite thing. With thousands of titles available, you're definitely going to find something that you love all in one convenient app. So I know some of you are into, you know, thrillers, crime, mystery. And I got to be honest, that's not really been my thing. So I told Bella, okay, Bella, tell me what I could like listen to that wouldn't scare me, but I would like be into it. And she told me about this title called The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And so I started it and John Luke loved it too. And so I'm just not on the cusp of it. And y'all, let me tell you, it is very entertaining. You do want to listen to see what happened next. So if y'all are into that, Audible is a great place to find those too. New members can try Audible now for free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash Woe or just text Woe to 500-500. That's audible, A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Woe or text Woe to 500-500 to try Audible for free for 30 days. So yeah, to constantly inquire of the Lord, to constantly ask God for help, you find that He does help you and that the outcome is so much more amazing than it would have been if you just relied on your own Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so good. I want to like unpack all of that and also re-listen to this myself to just, (laughs) no, really soak on that because I can attest to that in my own life. I mean, for me, the things that I do now, and I talk about this sometimes about being fearless, about being confident. And for people who listen to me all the time, talk about their things, just backing up to square one, that comes from me being with the Lord. Mm -hmm. It's confidence in who He is, not in my own ability. I can't speak. I can't write. I can't do all these things unless it's Jesus. Mm -hmm. And she's saying the same thing for her life. And what I love about it is you put this time with the Lord in the way that you parent, in the way that you lead worship, in the way that you choose your worship list, in the way that you write. And it's in every aspect of your life. I think sometimes we think, oh, well, like you said, when I need you, God, or mm-hmm. in this aspect, but this is a 24-7, mm-hmm. God, we need you. You're the power in all of this. You are literally the breath in our lungs, and so that's so powerful. I want to ask you about those times that you sit down and, and you are going to write or you're going to make the list or whatever. Mm-hmm. You said there are times I'm like, oh, I need to switch this. I need mm-hmm. to switch this. And I know you're kind of getting that hearing from, from God. I know mm-hmm. you've talked about this some. And so kind of touch on that because maybe my listeners have never heard. What is? How do you hear from the Lord in those moments? How do yeah. you know I need to switch this or I need to say this or sing this mm-hmm. in this moment yeah. when you break off into those kind of spiritual moments? Mm. I think it's like— with anything that's new to you, you need to practice. So whatever that is in life, I definitely don't feel like I'm qualified to speak about like hearing from God. I'm definitely not the authority on it. There are people who are way more studied and learned and experienced than me. So let me make that exclaimer first, that I don't have it all together, that I'm a regular girl who (laughs) who just asks Jesus to help me every day. (laughs) But I think the thing is that God will speak to you. He'll never we're speaking from a Christian worldview here, so he'll never say anything that's contrary to his word, to the Bible. So I think the thing is, if you think you hear something, always, always check it against actually what the Bible says. If God says, um, go date that woman's husband, that's not God. (laughs) That is incorrect. But I think the thing is to practice, sometimes it's a little unction. Like I remember when I was 
I'd just become a Christian. I'd maybe been a Christian for a few months. I was 15 or maybe just 16. And I remember I was on vacation with my family, who aren't Christians actually, Mm. and we were walking through a mall in Auckland, New Zealand, and we walked past this um, little jewelry shop. And I happened to glance in and I made eye contact with the girl behind the counter. And this is one of the first times that I think I can ever remember like hearing the voice Mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit. And I felt like the Lord said, go and tell her that I like her. Wow. And I remember the words were so specific. It wasn't just that I love her. It was that I like her. Mm. And I, I was like, that is crazy. Like, <laughs> I just made that up. That was just in my head. Like, that was like, you are crazy, Brooke. So I just kept walking. I was like trying to put it out of my mind. And after about 20 minutes, I couldn't shake it that I actually was supposed to go and say this to wow. this girl. So you have to get your brave on, you know, and be willing That's to good. kind of look. You have to be willing to look a bit stupid, you know. Yeah. Like, you have to, like, realize that it's not about you. And and if you're doing it in love, like, if, you, if your motive is love, like, it's hard to go wrong. You still can, That's but it's difficult. Good. So I went back into the store. I was like, hi, look, you don't know me, and I hope this comes across the right way, but I was walking past, I saw you, and I just really felt like God wanted me to come in here and just tell you that He likes you. He loves you, but He also really likes you. Mm. And um, her eyes filled with tears, mm. and I can't actually remember what happened after that other than I felt like a confirmation in my heart, like that was the right thing to wow. do. yeah. But then I think the thing is you can go through seasons in life when you don't listen yeah. and you start to hear Him less. Yeah. So that's yeah, the other thing true. is that you have to steward that well. And it's okay if you don't, we're all human, we all make mistakes. But if you're going through a time where you feel like you don't hear God anymore, well, what was the last thing he told you to do? Go and do that. Mm. And then as he speaks to you again, like go and do it. But the other thing to do is very practically, like what does the word of God say? What does the Bible say? Like love your neighbor. Bless those who curse. Do what he already yeah. said. Yeah. yeah. So if you're wanting, you know, if you're wanting to hear the voice of God, like look first to to the Bible as well. Right. But it's a it's a fun adventure. I mean, we did a South America tour in August this year. Cool. We were in Costa Rica, I believe. It was crazy. We did this whole tour night in Spanish. So we all learned. Wow. We did 22 songs. 16 were oh, completely in Spanish and then the other six were like partially in Spanish. Yeah. So it was like, oh my gosh, our minds were just going. And then we're fortunate. I'm from Hillsong Church, Hillsong Worship. And um, we had our Hillsong Buenos Aires pastor come and kind of preach a little message in the middle and speak to the people in Spanish. So he he did a little message. He invited people to receive Christ. Loads of people responded. Um, oh. It was amazing. We went on with the night. And during the middle of that first song we did, after he'd already invited people to receive Christ, I actually really felt like the Lord said, get him back up and get him to do the altar call in English because there are people here who don't speak Spanish, whether they're tourists or something, but there's somebody here that only speaks English and you need to, and they need to hear the gospel. Mm -hmm. And so I ran off stage in the middle of the set. I went up to our pastor. I said, I feel like the Lord's saying that there's people here who don't speak Spanish and we need to have the altar call in English. So he came back on. He explained to the people what was happening so that they would kind of be supportive. He gave the altar call in English and like a ton more people responded. Mm. So there were people there. Who, like, it was but it was amazing to us. That's like, so God, cool. like God sees you that right. specifically that like, we don't know. I mean, we had met some people in our hotel who worked for like British Airways and mm. they were there, you know, on their break before they got on the next like wow. long flight. And we invited them. We don't know if they came or not, yeah. but like maybe it was them. Maybe it was like tourists who mm-hmm. had heard of Hillsong was like, what's this about? But they right. didn't speak Spanish, but like God loves every single person so much that he'll interrupt a song and he'll interrupt a night like just for you so that you can hear what he needs you to wow. hear. Wow, 
That's so good. And honestly, probably some of you are listening to this in your car right now and you're like, wait, maybe God's interrupting my day just for me. And maybe this is that yeah. moment. And if if that is you, I mean, she's given some really practical things. Go to the word. Like if you want to hear his voice, go to the word. Those are the words that he's already breathed life into. But this is so powerful. I love, I just want to echo something that you said at the beginning, that you like to live around the miraculous things. And I think that hearing what you're saying now, that you're constantly listening to God and you're seeing miracles happen. And so I just want to encourage you, if you're like, have this desire to be around miracles, listen to God. Mm. Because when you speak what the Lord's putting on your heart, that's when things get miraculous. Mm -hmm. When it becomes, oh wait, I don't know why I have this thought. This is so crazy. I'm not like weird, but I'm going to say it because the Lord prompted me to. That's when you get to witness the miracles. That's when you get to witness God. So something you said is so powerful that you go on all these tours around the world, right? You've seen to all these people. But to me, you know, I've just, I've never even seen you perform live, but I listen to you all the time. We have you in our house all the time. Literally, Hillsong Worship is always going. But the cool thing is Christian and I are about to get married. And I know, it's so exciting. And we had this time of communion that's set aside in the wedding part. And we're singing What a Beautiful Name. Aww. And that's the song we chose to worship to because that song has just been so powerful. I'll never forget the first time I heard it. I just like wept because it just magnifies the beauty of who God is. And then my friend who just got married during their communion sang New Wine. Mm. And I, I think about these two songs that have come from you sitting and writing. And I can't help but think like these are the times that like you said and you prayed and you've listened. And so uh, I just kind of want to ask you, like, from the time that you write those songs to the time that goes out, because I know for me, like, when I write a book, the Lord's doing something in my heart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, the Lord yeah. is, like, teaching me those lessons. For you, do you feel the same way? That's like, when you're going to bring something to the church, is it sometimes something that, like, you need to hear first, too? Yeah. I guess what's strange about being a songwriter is that you apply it in different ways. So for my context at the moment for Hillsong Worship, you know, we're bringing songs for our church, mm-hmm. first and foremost, for Hillsong Church. So we're asking ourselves, what is our congregation? What's cool. God doing in our community? Yeah. What are the themes that our pastors and our leadership are talking about that we could get behind with the song. Mm -hmm. So there's that aspect of it. But then there's also the aspect that has nothing to do with other people, the aspect of just being in worship and a song coming out that maybe is just for you and God. And so it's the same thing, but it's a different thing. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, with What a Beautiful Name that I wrote with my friend Ben Fielding, that was very much a how can we write a song that takes people on a journey of the name of Jesus Mm -hmm. and, and brings it so close, but then also magnifies cool. it and, and, and kind of <laughs> declares how powerful and how majestic right. it is and take people on that journey. So that was kind of that song. But then New Wine was just a prayer. I was in a space mm-hmm. in my life where that was literally just what I was praying. And mm-hmm. I remember being in my car and that's me just kind of singing that out, praying that to God. And then there's a huge feeling of vulnerability then when you bring that. Yeah. And it was actually the same. We have a new album called Awake. And the first song on that is called Awake My Soul. And that was the same thing. So even now, actually, we just I just wow. led it for the first time last week at our creative conference. And I had that same, like almost vulnerability hangover, mm. like after it, because this was just between me and God. And then right. now it's in front of all these people. Right. So you have to kind of do the internal navigation of first, you know, bringing it to God as your prayer, but then releasing it for the service mm. of of people. That's yeah. kind of a journey that you have to go on internally, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's amazing that you do that. And like on behalf of the whole world, thank you for doing that. Because I know for me, like I can relate to that feeling a little when I put something out and it's like, man, like at first this was totally just me and the Lord, but I know that God's going to use it yeah. and I know that people are going to relate to mm-hmm. it. And so 
you end up sharing it and the hope is and what what happens every time because it is him as he gets mm-hmm. the glory for it and yeah. so thank you for doing that because it's it's literally changed the culture that we live in thank changed you the for world because it's Jesus <laughs> so thank you um but I love how you do that and I know that like a part of that comes with that humility to say and you've you've kind of touched on humility a lot without even saying humility about being okay feeling stupid feeling yeah. okay you know having to laugh at yourself yeah. being okay like putting stuff out there that doesn't make you look great but it makes Jesus look amazing and so I just kind of want to like that's right, right? Yeah. it's like I kind of look a mess but God you look awesome yeah. <laughs> um, so it's okay it's all you yeah. but I want to ask you about humility because I, I touched on people always say we're like because sometimes I do embarrassing things and sometimes <laughs> I laugh at everything that happens to me even if I face play in front of a lot of people but that also comes with God like humbling you you know 100%. and so when did you it was there a moment in life that you're like I'm gonna start laughing at myself or were you always just kind of like carefree I think I've always been pretty carefree but I don't know my family actually my dad was a famous athlete in our country and so people always assume people from <laughs> everything we just preached. That was Speaking so great. Speaking laughing at ourselves. I just have to keep this on the podcast. I know. Literally, we're sitting here doing the podcast. Like, we're talking about what weird things happen. Like, yes. And then we're like, okay. And we're on a tour bus and like Law and Order just turns on the TV. That was off. By itself. But you know what? It's cool. We're going to keep cruising. This <laughs> that was so great. Uh, I actually just wanted to ask one more thing. I wanted to actually just share this because a lot of times when I have people on the podcast, you know, I, I tell them at the beginning, your advice is why I asked you to be on the podcast because you said something that spoke to me and I was like, I want to know what spoke to you. And there's something that you said that uh, I heard one time and I was like, that is really good advice. And you said, I'm just an ordinary person with an extraordinary friend. And you're talking about Jesus. And mm-hmm. I think that that really just, what is it? ties the bow, wraps the bow, yes. puts the cherry on the cake. Yes. It does for this whole thing because that's what you're saying. Like, you're just a normal, amazing, by the way, person who has this gift. But the point is, you have an extraordinary friend in Jesus mm-hmm. and you lean on him and you depend on him. And the cool thing is, guys, I know if y'all are like me, y'all are sitting in your car, you're like, she's amazing. She has so much wisdom and all these things. But y'all, y'all can so see in every word she says that it comes from her relationship with the Lord. And that's available to every single one of Everybody. you. And yeah. so, like she said, if you're that person today don't just turn the podcast off go to the next like actually think about that maybe you're Mm -hmm. sitting in the car god how can i hear you maybe Mm -hmm. today's the first day but brooke like i said you inspire us all in so many ways through your worship through the ways you speak through your marriage your mom life and so thanks for just being you you're awesome right back at (laughs) you guess what everybody what I was gonna say Mom's in the house Yo yo Normally I call mom But mom happens to be with me right now Because we in the house That's right And so mom I wanna go over some good and bad advice So let's see Let's pass the whoa that's good test Alright Never get in a car with a stranger Of course that's good advice Never sleep in a stranger's house Uh, Good advice 
These are like, duh. I mean, yeah. really? What about password on your phone? Should you have one? Well, yeah. Okay, you know what is hilarious? What? Advice is outdated because Uber, Airbnb, and we pretty much sell our pictures to every single app we download. <laughs> like, literally. Isn't that hilarious? Oh, my goodness. That's so true. Like, yeah. we get in cars with strangers. Yes, we do. We stay in strangers' houses. Yes, but there are some Uber rules. You need to make sure they have the little That's Uber true. sign and make sure they say your name. I read Never the ratings. And wait till they say your name. That's Don't good. say your name when you're actually just read an article about that. That's really dangerous. Yeah. Make them say your name. <laughs> okay, that's good advice. Now I'm going to say what's good to you. Airbnb, it's mm, so scary. It's <laughs> sketchy. Okay, and nobody reads the documents, do we? When every time there's like, can we allow all your pictures? And it's like, and page like, four, and yes. you're like, oh, well. You're like, I, yes, because I want to make myself look old. Yeah, <laughs> I'll give you all my pictures. So true. <laughs> it's a good trade-off. Like, I'll give you all my pictures if you'll just make it me, was an if you'll app. let me see what I'll look like when I'm old. We all accidentally sold all our pictures to see what we look like in old age. To the Russians. <laughs> we impatient people. We, oh my goodness, that is so funny. Who knew advice could be outdated? My gosh! All right, let me ask you. We'll more so talk about this, and this is more of a serious one. But we both heard this in a church service today, and they were talking about the difference between the difference between patriotism and nationalism. So, like, yes, we want to be patriotic. Of course, we love our country. I love America. I'm proud to be in America. White and blue. That's right. But there's a difference from being patriotic and being a nationalist. A nationalist is whenever you believe that your country is better than other countries or or that you're better because you're an American than somebody else or you have more value because you were born in a certain country than someone else. So at the root of nationalism is a really scary thing because it's saying that it's a divide in classes or it can be a divide in ethnicity or a divide in anything because it's saying that like I'm better than you simply because I was born in a certain country. Mm -hmm. I have more value. I deserve more. I deserve something different than you deserve because of that. And it really is the same thing if you look at it as racism in a way. And it's really a scary thing. And that is nationalism is something that led to really dangerous things in our world, the Holocaust and all that. So not only is it bad, it's actually dangerous. It is. And we were talking about that today in the seriousness, and the pastor just brought up such a great point in saying that. And I wanted to share that with you all because I don't know that we always recognize the difference in ourselves, but we need to check our hearts and recognize the difference because we're all equal in the eyes of God, especially the church. Mm -hmm. If we believe that we're all equal in God's eyes and that God made us all in his image and God and Jesus as much is all about unity and we're all one in Christ Jesus, then we need to know the difference between this two because that can go into a totally yeah, opposite Yeah, and we message. talked about that in reference to the verse where it says, in Christ, there's neither male nor female, slave nor free, Greek nor Jew. So in Jesus Christ, we are all one. We are all made in the image of God. And I thought we should talk about a little bit like how that plays itself out, because here's how I see it sometimes. So perhaps I've been to another country and I post that we do work in, say, Dominican Republic or in Africa or wherever. And sometimes I'll get comments on my posts that are like, 
why don't you take care of Americans first? And one thing that assumes that we don't. And so, you know, one thing that we do, we do support ministries in America and we support ministries in African Republic and all over the world. So you shouldn't assume that we don't support ministries in America and do work here as well. But even beyond that, it's saying that like, because we're Americans, because you should take care of us first. I think that's really a dangerous road to go down because yes, we are all made in the image of God. And um, whenever we start saying somebody is more important than another simply because perhaps their race or their ethnicity or where they were born or whether they're male or female, it can be really dangerous. Yeah, so good, Mom. I think that's such an important message for us to get. And just to look at the world as a whole, you know, outside of ourselves, because there's a big world out there and God made it all. He created it all. That's what we believe. And so we believe we're supposed to love everybody in the same way. And so I love when a woe that's good turns into some deep thoughts. It's always a good thing to have a little fun, but also take seriously the problems that are going on in the world. We can't be naive to the fact that there are certainly things that we can be better at in a lot of different areas. And so thank you, Mom, for that great advice. Oh, you're welcome. Whoa, that's good. Thank you so much for listening to the Whoa That's Good podcast. I have so much fun doing this. I hope y'all have fun listening. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at LegitCityRob and follow the podcast at Whoa That's Good Podcast. Head on over to LiveOriginal.com to see when I'm in a city near you or visit Live Original blog on our online store, which carries my exclusive Words by City Rob line. Also, be sure to subscribe to my podcast and leave comments so we can hear what you're loving. Also want to give a special shout out to my audio engineer, Marcus DePaula, the whole team at United Talent Agency, and my Live Original team. You guys are awesome. And hey, so are all of you too. Thanks so much for listening.